0: The 2023 NFL Draft is just a few days away, so it's time for our latest mock draft on the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. And I'm your host, Brian Lamb, joined by Sean Balzer. Uh, You ready to do a mock draft, Sean?
1: Let's do it. Excited. Just uh, about 48 hours away now. Um, I'm sure the uh, rumors are coming hot and heavy until then, but uh, let's see what we can do uh, with the knowledge we have.
0: Yeah. Uh, a lot like last time, I'll be doing odds. Uh, you'll be doing even teams. Um, no trades. No trades. Uh, kind of based on what we think the team's going to do. Um, maybe not necessarily what we do in that, in that uh, position. Um, but uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. So let's get started. I'm on the clock with Carolina. We keep hearing Bryce Young at uh, at one. Um, although today there has been some discussion about Will Levis at one. Um, I'm just gonna blow it up and go Will Levis. Are uh, you really? <laughs> Listen. Uh, there's traits that you can uh, build on in the NFL uh, with him. Um, I don't love Bryce Young's size. Maybe they don't either. Um, uh, You know, Frank Wright, you know, got Carson Wentz in there. Um, I think he has a type of quarterback that he likes. Uh, Maybe it's Will Levis. Wow. You're on the clock
1: all right well uh clearly we didn't discuss this ahead of time because uh i was not expecting that at all i mean uh the rumors today came from random uh reddit user and that shot his uh his odds up from i uh, something like 40 to 1 to 4 to 1 or even even higher now uh i I'm not buying it. I'm just not buying it. It's got to be Bryce Young to me. But in this scenario, if uh, you're taking Will Levis at one, the Texans are are so happy that they don't have to hear about uh, you know the that last game of the season that they won that dropped him to the the second pick. They wanted Bryce Young all along. I think they they tried to trade up with the Bears um, before the Panthers ended up doing it. So here at two to get Bryce Young, uh, slam dunk. Dunk pick for them. Uh, absolutely. Run the card up. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama.
0: For the record, I would not draft Will Levis one. <laughs> All right. Arizona uh, on the clock. Clearly have some uh, some needs up front on the defense. Um, so this isn't going to be a quarterback. I'm not going to completely blow up the mock draft uh, at this point. Um, a hot start. <laughs> it is a hot start. Uh, I'm going to make this one pretty simple. I'm going Will Anderson Jr. out of Alabama. Um, I think he's the, the best option at, uh, at edge at this point. Um, somebody that can just do a lot on that side of the ball. Uh, I still kind of, you know, wish he, he could do more to, uh, to, to beat the, uh, the offensive tackle. Um, I think he's kind of a little raw maybe doesn't have a lot of tools on his tool belt to beat the, the offensive lineman. Um, but, but has, has everything else that, that you're looking for in that type of player. All right.
1: So coming up for here, I think is uh, it's pretty obviously between two players, CJ Stroud and uh, Anthony Richardson uh, with no, well, Le- will Levis on the board. We don't have to have that conversation. So I, I think, you know, this I don't know that this scenario is exactly going to play out, but I, I do think that the Colts may be privately thrilled about the idea of, of CJ Stroud being available at four, um, you know, we'll, we'll see if that's the case or we may see if that's the case on Thursday, but uh, in, in this scenario, for sure, absolutely. CJ Stroud quarterback, Ohio state, um, no
0: hesitation. Up five is Seattle. Um, Anthony Richardson's on the board. I don't think that's an option for them at this point. Um, I think it's going to be a defensive player. Um, so now you're, you're talking about, is it going to be defensive line or defensive tackle? Are they going to go edge rusher and find somebody in that position? Um, I don't think that they really have a need at uh, in the secondary or even linebacker, uh, maybe outside linebacker. Um, but I'm going to go with Tyree Wilson of Texas tech, uh, versatile defensive, uh, prospect, something that can do a lot for him. Um, at Texas tech, he played, you know, interior defensive line. He played defensive end. He played outside linebacker. He can just do a lot and, uh, kind of give them some flexibility on, on, for, for what they want to do on defense.
1: I like the pick there, There's some reports out there that the uh, Seahawks are, uh, out on Jalen Carter, so, with uh, Jalen Carter still available, does look like he's going to go top 10, maybe top six. I feel like Carter and uh, Anthony Richardson are the most likely picks here in this scenario with uh, Detroit at six. Maybe that's a little bit of uh, wish casting on my side because I've been wanting Anthony Richardson to go to the Lions all offseason. I uh, love the idea of him behind that offensive line with uh, uh, Jameson Williams after the suspension and Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, but they have a major need on the interior D-line. Um, and, and with Jalen Carter available here at six, we'll go ahead and, uh, and take him. Uh, Jalen Carter, defensive tackle, Georgia.
0: The Raiders are up at seven. Um, man, I really don't know here. Um, <laughs> You know, I, I want to go offensive line. Um, I, I think that they still have some needs there. Um, you know, bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, I think that they can kind of uh, have some patience ad- addressing that position. They don't need to do it this year. Um, you know, maybe corner is, is another position that I'd look at. Um but I'm going to stick offensive line. I'm going to go Paris Johnson, Jr. Uh, offensive tackle out of Ohio state.
1: Nothing wrong with uh, addressing the offensive line there. I think corner is a, a huge need. So it'd be tough to pass on those two top corners for them. But if you're taking O-line here, then uh, that makes it easier for Atlanta to get their, their choice um, between the, the two top corners. Feels like the steam here lately is uh, on Witherspoon uh, being the first corner off the board. Um, I've been kind of leaning that way all offseason myself, but uh, Christian Gonzalez has certainly got a lot of love. I think that they both go here in the top, you know, ten or so. um, With a corner, a big need for Atlanta. You know, there's always the Bijan conversation, and and I do think that this is where it starts. but I will. I will go uh, Witherspoon uh, corner out
0: of Illinois. The Bears are up at nine uh, after having moved back with uh, the Panthers. Um, me personally, I'm all in on Justin Fields. I think he's going to be a great quarterback. <laughs> um, so you're talking about you know which where where do you go? Um, I'm going to go. And maybe this is a little unconventional at this point at nine. Um, I'm going to go Lucas Van Ness, the edge out of Iowa. Uh, you look at that that front, and they just don't have anybody that scares you, really. Um, you know, so I'm I'm going to go that route, and uh, and just give them a, a franchise edge rusher, um, somebody that you can kind of build around on defense, uh, and and give them at least some sense of hope. In uh, in Chicago, feels feels a little high for me for my
1: taste, and uh, I know Bears fans are, are hoping that uh, they'll support you know uh, Justin Fields on the offense a little bit better, whether it's a, a weapon in the the pass game, uh, running back, or at offensive line. Um, I think offensive lines a fairly high probability, but um, nothing wrong with uh, loading up on the, the defensive line. So here at ten. <laughs> Eagles are uh, are pretty happy with these options. I think again, Howie Roseman extremely likely to uh, I think trade back in a scenario like this. Um, you've got teams like the the Titans, perhaps the Bucks, perhaps the Vikings that could uh, trade up for. I guess at this point, we're talking about Anthony Richardson, um, Christian Gonzalez still being available here at ten. You know, I I hesitate to do this again. I, I think we did this in our last mock draft. Uh, Gonzalez was available at 10 or maybe it was Witherspoon for the Eagles. You know, they've got Slay and, uh, Bradbury, you know, under contract for several years. They are both, you know, getting up there in age, especially Slay. You know, the Eagles do like to, to draft for depth, not for immediate need. And, uh, that sure feels like the, the most valuable position, or at least of the positions that the Eagles value uh, still sitting here on the board. I know, I know a lot of people think that Bijan might be the pick here. There's there's just no way that the Eagles are doing that at 10. It, it is absolutely not happening. Um, so with the way that the board has fallen here, I think the real decision, is, you know, assuming assuming no trades, I think the real decision is between Christian Gonzalez and a guy like Nolan Smith. Um Reports out there that they really like him. He, you know, absolutely crushed the combine, athletic freak, um, really uh, did well in interviews, supposedly a really high character guy. Um, definitely the kind of guy that uh, you know, the Eagles tend to go for. So I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna pass here on Christian Gonzalez and take uh, Nolan Smith out of uh, Georgia.
0: The Titans are on the clock at 11. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Anthony Richardson's the only 10 I see. Um, I, I know that maybe he's not pro-rady at this point, uh, but I do think you can build an offense around him. Uh, clearly, I don't, I don't think that the Titans are in love with Malik Willis. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is, is probably going to be done um, with that franchise here shortly. Um, so I'm going to go with a young quarterback out of Florida and uh, somebody that has a high upside um, and high ceiling and uh, you know, with, with, players around him, like Derrick Henry, I, I think that you can win with them and uh, and make it easier on him to kind of transition into the NFL. Hard, hard to figure out where that, you know, fourth and,
1: and potentially fifth quarterback spot are. Um, I imagine the Titans would be thrilled if Richardson's still available at 11. I'm going to throw out uh, Bijan as a, as a possibility there at 11, maybe a, a low key uh, under the radar type option. If they wanted to to move on from Henry, there were some trade rumors out there about Henry that appear to be false, but uh, he's certainly up there in age and, and costly for a team that doesn't look like they're competing anytime soon. Doesn't make sense to, uh, to hold on to him, I'm not sure that Bijan makes sense either for a team that has a lot of needs and uh, quarterback being one of them. So definitely like the Richardson pick there for him, but uh, keep keep them uh, in mind if they're uh, on the clock with uh, Bijan still available. So here at 12, we've got the Texans picking again. Uh, thankfully, they already have their quarterback, so I don't have to worry about that. Um <clears throat> I, I do think that Jackson Smith and Jigba is a is a good possibility here. Um, personally, love the idea of pairing him with CJ Stroud, but obviously the Texans don't feel that way. Um, hmm. I think I will. I will go ahead and take jackson smith and jigba wide receiver ohio state
0: yeah that's a that's a tough pick for the packers at 13. yes uh, they moved up in that trade with uh the jets for uh aaron Rodgers. um so clearly i think they're gonna go all in on uh jordan love um fully expect them uh here next month to pick up that uh fifth year option on jordan love um so he really kind of kind of took their pick there um <laughs> you know i, I think it's going to be a wide receiver or tight end um you know i just don't know if they're in love with any of these guys um for the packers they lost alan lazard I mean, I just I don't love these these wide receivers this year, and that's the problem. Um, and and the more and more that we hear, it's that you know the the NFL uh, isn't in love with them either. Um, man, I just don't know what you do. Uh, it's that's a tough one because um, I, I really kind of zoned in on Jayus in there. Um, yeah, I mean, looking at their roster. They've really done a good job of kind of infusing some some youth in, into there um, across the board on both sides of the ball. Uh, don't really see any glaring holes. It's just they just need to get better overall. Um, I'll go Quentin Johnston, uh, wide receiver out of TCU. Uh, maybe the only guy that can kind of play – uh outside uh you know give them give them some options there to go uh you know three four wide receiver uh looks uh and some flexibility of of what they want to do on offense
1: yeah uh definitely definitely uh an interesting spot there in the in the draft I, i don't know if the texans would in fact take uh JSN at 12 or not. I, def- I was kind of 50-50 there on, on an edge rusher, maybe a Miles Murphy. Uh, I think that would have made it a little bit easier on you, but I, I also think that that makes it more interesting as a possible pivot scenario in the draft. You know, if the Texans do in fact take a uh, wide receiver, JSN or otherwise, I, th- I think that you know these wide receivers maybe come off the board a little bit faster than everybody thinks, which I'm you know i still leaning into the, the you know, over three and a half uh, wide receivers at minimum, it just would absolutely shock me if we don't get those top four guys off the board. Um, but, you know, big, big moment there as far as the possibility of getting more. And, and here at 14, I don't I don't think it's impossible that the, the Patriots are considering, whether it be JSN or one of these other other receivers as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stop the, the Bijan slide. Um, I'm not sure that it makes a whole lot of sense, but he's going in this top 15. You know, we've, we passed him up a few different times, um, in, in, in spots that it could be, like I said, um, you know, Tennessee, Atlanta possibility, uh, you know, I don't think Atlanta should, that's a possibility. Chicago, uh, I don't think they should, but I think that's a possibility. It's kind of exciting, right? You, you know, pair him with Justin Fields. Um, I could see them, you know, that pitch to the fans, right? Here at 14, um, you know, I like Ramondre Stevenson. You know, I think he did a good job last year as a three down back, but uh, you know, Belichick has taken a, a running back in the first round before that that offense absolutely needs more weapons. And if they're they're looking around here, you know, I, I I don't think they're I don't think they're likely to take a tight end in the first round. Um, you know, I'm not sure that they would want to uh reach up for for the third wide receiver here. So, uh, I will go ahead and select Bijan Robinson, running back, Texas.
0: Yeah, I think it's an interesting move, especially because our hot takes episode was last week. Uh, however, now the uh, uh, New York Jets are on the clock um, at 15. Uh, obviously, again, moved back with the Packers in that trade. Um, so, you, you've got a capable quarterback now. Um, I'm looking at the offensive line, and I think you've got to address that left guard position. Um, you know, there, there's no telling how long Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. I think he's going to have to answer that question with the media, though. <laughs> um, fully expect him to play over 65% of the snaps this season, which means that. Uh, the Packers will get that first round pick next year. Um, however, with this pick, I'm going to go out. Osiris Torrance, uh, guard out of Florida. I think it's early, um, maybe a bit earlier than everybody kind of expected it to be. Um, however, uh, certainly raises that need. Um, and, and for the jets, I just don't know what you do there out outside of that offensive line. Um, Maybe tight end, uh, but uh, if if I'm the GM of the Jets, I'm going to go with with a the guard there in, in Osiris Torrance.
1: I think it's almost it's almost certainly offensive line. I think you know part of the agreement to trade back is they know that one of those guys is going to be available there. I might lean into uh, Skaransky out of uh, Northwestern myself, but uh, you know at least uh, with Osiris Torrance, you're you're getting a plug and play type guard. So with Washington up here at 16, uh, we've got to stop Christian Gonzalez's slide. Um, <laughs> he uh, almost certainly won't go this low in the real draft. I, I don't think um, was definitely in play in the top 10, not to mention 10 at Philly. Um, big need for, for Washington. Uh, they, they would be thrilled if he's available at 16. Absolutely smash Christian Gonzalez, cornerback, Oregon.
0: The Steelers are up at seventeen. Uh, I mean, I think everybody is probably in agreement that it's got to be offensive line here. Um,
1: oh, or or there's a legacy name sitting there. There is.
0: Um, I think that's the dilemma. It's a dilemma for sure. Um man I just don't know. Um I mean you have Levi Wallace and you have Patrick Peterson in the secondary. Uh love what Peterson has done. Um don't know if he's the same guy he you know he was. Um But you have Kenny Pickett at quarterback. You got to protect him. You got to give him more time to to distribute that ball and uh <laughs> I mean, it's two players on the board, right? You're you you're, you're trying to pick between two. Um,
1: at least mock mock draft database has it as a uh, best player available. You're deciding between the top two.
0: Yeah, and I mean, just looking at the team needs, it's it's tackle or it's cornerback. Um, I don't think that there's any other realistic possibilities that this could be. Um, and and you know, you're, you're looking at the the top. 30 visits and it's the that's that's kind of where they focused at. Um I'll go Porter. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't know, you know. I mean, do, does Skoronsky continue to slide down this board uh in this draft? Um man, that's a that's a long way to to fall because I I don't know, you know, what that that continue to look like for yeah, you. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't think. You know Skaransky, uh, Broderick Jones, uh, Darnell Wright are are gonna fall this far in the real draft. But uh, as far as Skaronski himself, I mean, a, a lot of teams see him as only a guard. He's got uh, you know shorter arms. The the idea that he could fall a bit, um, I think it, it is possible. Um, you, you know, you went Porter there over over Deontay Banks uh, against against my hot take. Uh, so I'll. I'll have to get Banks off the board here soon, but uh, with the with the Lions at 18, I think um, I, I'm going to go Michael Mayer, tight end out of uh, Notre Dame. It'll be a, a replacement in the uh, you know pass game for uh, from TJ Hawkinson when they they traded him over to the Vikings, and it'll help mitigate the uh, six game loss of uh, Jameson Williams a little bit.
0: Yep. Uh, Buccaneers at 19. You're not going to be able to talk me out of it this time. It's Peter Skaronsky Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> uh, Bucks, highly likely, I think, O line. And, uh, you know, with Skaronsky there, absolute smash. But uh, if not, you know, just go on down to the board of the next two. I, th- I think that they'd be.
0: Uh, or, as they said in uh, the hatchet wielding hitchhiker, smash, smash, smash. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
1: So what do we got here at 20 Seattle? Uh, what we did, uh, I believe you took Tyree Wilson there at the top. So I think that that fills one of the more immediate needs. <sighs> Let's see. Interior line. Corner possibly. Um, miles Murphy's still available that I think, uh, we'll go ahead and and take Miles Murphy edge out of Clemson. This is a 20 year.
0: You're going to go two edge rushers.
1: (sighs) No, I'm not. It's, it's too, it's too low for Murphy. It's too low for Murphy already. I felt bad about Christian Gonzalez being so low. And now we got Miles Murphy so low. Ah, um, I don't really think they'd take a tackle. Wow. wow. How about, uh, how about Deontay banks? We'll go Deontay banks corner, Maryland. Not a, not a high pressing need, but, uh, certainly. It's,
0: out it's not, um, I think tight end might be a possibility if not in 23 and certainly in, in the 2024 draft. Um, Chargers are up at 21. Uh, I think it's highly likely that they go wide receiver. I think they have the need at wide receiver. Uh, however, I'm going to go with Miles Murphy, edge out of Clemson.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, 22 here with Baltimore. I've got a uh, you know, cornerback and defensive end as a, as a high need. So, Uh, either any of those guys would have worked or, uh, you know, and and Miles Murphy, um, click on that cornerback thing for me. Let me make sure I don't repeat somebody that's already been taken. You got it, daddy. (laughs) Uh, Forbes has really been rising up draft boards here, here lately. He's, he's, he's very small. He's, he's very small, but, uh, he's clearly going to be a first round pick. I, I think. Uh, he, he's at least going to get, uh, you know, real close. So I will go, um, Emmanuel Forbes, uh, cornerback Mississippi state.
0: Vikings are up at 23 now. Um, I'm looking at Hendon hooker and to be fair, I think if they want to go quarterback, uh, I think you've got to move up to get hooker. I don't think he's going to be there at 23. Um, you know, brought in Byron Murphy uh, and Marcus Davenport. You know, you lose Adam Thielen. I just, I don't know if, if receiver is really a, an option for you there. Um, certainly not in the first round. Um, so I'm going to go with Hinden Hooker. I love the need. I love you know that upside. Um, probably won't play this year, especially with Kirk Cousins there. Um, but you, you look at the long term there. Um, I think that they they probably move on from Kirk Cousins. Oh, uh, you have a new GM in the building. Uh, you know, I don't think that head coach is is tied to him. I don't think Kevin O'Connell's tied to him. Um, whereas you, you know maybe you, you look to the future and, and somebody that they can build around on offense. And uh, I think that's Hendon Hooker. I think I'm obligated to say that I like that pick
1: because uh, <laughs> I like Hendon Hooker. Um, getting the, the the fifth year option I think is important for him. Obviously, with with the injury, um, if he goes to a place like Minnesota, probably doesn't play much. Maybe he gets a game or two in there. But um, you know, the 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 medical so the so called medical red shirt on top of uh, getting a, a year to better understand, you know, a pro style offense, I think would, would do a lot for him, but uh, absolutely excited to see what he can do um, in the NFL. Uh, Also throwing to a guy like Justin Jefferson would be pretty, pretty nice for him. So here at 24, um, every time I get to 24 and Brian Branch is still on the board, it it just seems like a match made in heaven. Um, You know, whether it be at safety or at, you know, Nickelback, I think that it is just a perfect fit for their needs. So easy decision here. Um, Brian Branch, DB
0: out of Alabama. All right. Giants are up at 25. Uh, Sorry, the New York football Giants. Um, You know, looking at these needs, I know you need a corner, and they have some youth there in the secondary, but I don't think they have a lot of talent. Um, and and looking at these corners on the board, I'm not in love with them. Um, Kee- Keely Ringo, it, it, he's
1: got he's got the size that they're looking for. Um, I don't know if he'll go first round. I, I think he'll get close though.
0: Yeah. And I mean, looking at the giants, you know, I mean, even if you go back a couple of years to look at Andrew Thomas, somebody that was maybe falling down the board a little bit, um, certainly in the, in the media's eyes, uh, yet, you know, they, they took a shot on him and he's turned out really well for him. Um, and, and go back to look at Keely Ringo, somebody who was rated highly as, as his process kind of started, um, has f- fallen down that board, um, Two guys from Georgia, uh, obviously. Th- so there's some comparisons there between the two. Um, so I'll go Keeley Ringo, cornerback out of Georgia there.
1: All right, Dallas Cowboys on the clock. Um, feeling pretty confident that this is wide receiver or tight end. Um, I lean against wide receiver for the Cowboys really because of what they have in place. Obviously, CeeDee Lamb is a long-term piece. Brandon Cooks maybe is only a you know a year or two option, but they still have Michael Gallup around, and and I know that fans are disappointed in his performance last year coming off the ACL. But I don't think the Cowboys are ready to give up on him, um, you know, unless they're really in love with a guy like Jordan Addison or, or Zay Flowers. I think you know to 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 give Dak Prescott another weapon in the passing game. Um, e- easy decision here for me uh, would be Dalton Kincaid, tight end out of Utah. Um, just stud pass catcher, best, best, pass catching tight end in my eyes.
0: Um, I think that's a, that's a slam dunk pick for them. The bills are up at 27. I'm, I'm really looking at that defensive line and, uh, doing, doing some work for the 2024 NFL draft. And you have three guys that are, uh. Set to hit free agency after this season. That's Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, and Tim Settle. Uh, three defensive tackles. Um, if they don't address the need now, I think they got to do it in 2024. However, I'm looking at two guys that are on the board and Kalijah Cancy and Brian Brzee. Uh not in love with Cancy. Uh, those measurements really scare me, but I don't think that you can overlook his play. Um and, and you know, with Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Shaq Lawson, uh, AJ Epinesa, uh, you have guys around him that can maybe take some pressure off. Um, so when you, when you really look at it, I love that fit. Uh, Klaja can't see uh, defensive lineman out of pit. I'm, uh, I'm currently working on my mock draft,
1: you know, my, my final mock draft to, to post tomorrow night. And, uh, I'm I'm trying to find a, a spot for Klijah Cansey. There's a, enough smoke around the uh, around him going in the first round that I feel like it, it it's going to happen. I do like the fit there in Buffalo. It just seems like too much talk of, you know, them going with a, uh, you know, wide receiver, or, you know, making a so-called big splash. Maybe they maybe they go for somebody like Cansey here and and they make a trade for DeAndre Hawkins or something like that. Um, I do like the fit there. Here at 28 you know the the decision is between you know uh, an offensive lineman and Jameer Gibbs. Um, I appear to be on an island here with Jameer Gibbs as a, as a fit to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I'm not expecting Joe Mixon to be on the team much longer. Um, they lost uh Samaj P. Ryan in uh, free agency, haven't shown any kind of commitment to their uh, their other running backs, uh, Chris Evans and uh, Trae-Bion Williams. So I really want to go Gibbs here, but um, I believe we've got a couple O-linemen sliding down the board. If you could, uh, yeah, Broderick Jones and Darnell Wright. Uh, I don't see how we pass on either one of them. I I will give them Broderick Jones, uh, offensive lineman, Georgia.
0: New Orleans Saints are on the clock at 29. Excuse me. Uh, Just made that big uh, trade. I'm sorry, signing for uh Derek Carr um but I'm going back to look at that defensive front and you really don't have a defensive tackle that you can game plan for um you, know, you have Cameron Jordan and Peyton Turner there at, at defensive end uh you have a nice group of linebackers even your secondaries covered um so I'm just looking at that front Brian Brazee's on the board uh, defensive lineman out of Clemson, kind of love him here in this position, uh, and kind of give him something to do. Uh, maybe you you, you kind of go and look at slot receiver um, with Zay Flowers on the board, even Jordan Addison, but uh, I'm 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 going to go with uh, Brian Barzee. So you you've put me in an interesting spot here
1: where. Eagles are on the clock and there's talk about Jameer Gibbs being a possibility there at 30. <coughs> um, are you okay? All, all good. All good. Uh, there's talk about Jameer Gibbs being a possibility at 30. I, I don't think that they would pull the trigger on a running back in, in the first round. I mean, you know, at 30, it's, it's much more of a possibility than at 10. There's just absolutely no way they're going to do that at 10. Um, with O-line though, um, the, the way that the board has fallen, this pick to me is between Darnell Wright and Jordan Addison. Um, you know, there, there's been some been some chatter about their interest in uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba recently. I wonder if that's as a, a possibility. As a as a faller, you know, there's constant negative negativity around this wide receiver class. So I, I wonder if they're just doing their homework on a possible wide receiver that could fall, or if they're talking about potentially trading back from 10 and then maybe he would be in play. Obviously they have AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. It's, it's not a big need, but they have really not much behind that. So Eagles will take a wide receiver at some point in this draft. Um, I don't think it'll be here at 30. However, Um, Howie Roseman always wants to load up on the, uh, on the lines. So for, I think here we'll go. Darnell Wright, uh, tackle out of Tennessee, gives them their right tackle of the future. Uh, Lane Johnson has uh, committed to playing, I believe, two more years. Um, that'll give them uh, just just reloading that O line over and over again. Give them uh, another guy that can step right in and uh, you know maintain the elite level of play that, that Philly has enjoyed on the offensive line for the last majority of
0: decade plus. Yeah, I think that's an interesting pick uh, for me it's safety with the Eagles, especially there, um, especially with Reed ben- Blankenship, the projected starter. Uh, it's not going to happen. Yeah, there's just not a lot of a talent there in the secondary for them.
1: It's, a, uh, it's the same issue at safety as there is a, at running back. Uh, I don't. I, the Eagles just don't value those positions, and you could argue, you, you could argue whether or not that's logical. Um, but they just don't value those positions with a, with a guy that I think probably is a top 15 to 20 talent still being available and Philly valuing O-line and D-line over everything. But quarterback, if Wright's there,
0: um, I think he's the pick. The Kansas city chiefs are, uh, on the clock here at 31. The last pick in the, uh, first round after Miami had to forfeit their pick, um, it's got it's got to be wide receiver it's got to be was, i just don't know i mean you have mvs you have Kadarius tony you have sky Moore. yuck i know but i mean you've just loaded up that that position and it doesn't matter what you do it just seems like patrick mahomes and andy Reid can just figure out that offense it doesn't matter what you have and You know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I just don't think that offense is the position that they go. Um, I'm, I'm looking at, at this board and you have George Kurloftis at defensive end, Charles O'Manahue at the other end, but I'm looking at Will McDonald and it just pops for me. Um, uh, again, you, you, your your wide receiver group. I'm not gonna say it
1: sucks. <laughs> well, it's it's not good. I mean, Kadarius Tony certainly uh, has the talent to be a. I don't know if we want to say a number one, but to be a, a high level
0: starter in this league, he just hasn't been able to to show it consistently. Sure, I mean it's not good, but I, I think it's better than than you know a, a situation where you would want to address that need. So I'm going to go with Will McDonald, uh, the fourth uh, edge rusher out of Ohio state. I think it kind of gives them, uh, you know, some, some versatility of of what they want to do on defense uh, and uh, kind of give them, you know, at least something, uh, you know, there to, to kind of build around. Can I I boo that pick? uh, Sure. Boo. Boo. Um, all right. So, so going back to look at this, uh, mock draft, is there anything that sticks out to you? Well, we'll Levis
1: at one sticks out a bit.
0: <laughs> oh. I mean,
1: uh, I don't want to put it at 0%. You know, at a certain point when there's smoke, there's fire. Right. But no, it, it's Bryce young. It's Bryce young at one. It has to be, I mean, it was an interesting exercise for our, our final, uh, you know, mock draft, uh, podcast. Um, but that's, that's gotta be Bryce there, but there's so many pivot points in this draft and, you know, you could, if you want to call one, uh, one of them, you would, you kind of added one onto the list, but, um, you know, I think, you know, Tyree Wilson could go as high as two. And then we ended up having him go where six that's, I think the app is absolute floor. Bijan Robinson, I mean, good luck telling me, like, figuring out where he's going to go, right? Like, uh, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I I think it it feels strongly that the the Packers are going to take him at 13. We'll see. Um, Texans need help uh, in the wide receiving core, absolutely. So it would not shock me if they went ahead and, and snatched him. And then figuring out where these, where these quarterbacks are going to go, figuring out where these wide receivers are going to go. I mean, the, the biggest disappointment in this draft to me is I, I'm, I'm constantly, I'm fighting a losing battle here. I I still think that three and a half wide, we, we get the over on three and a half wide receivers and that Zay Flowers, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, um, not necessarily in any order there, get off the, you know, come off the board in the first round. Um, you know, do, does a does a fifth one come on? Uh, you know, <laughs> sir, it was one of my uh, one of my hot yeah. takes.
0: Yeah, yeah, we did. definitely hit the under with two uh, at twelve and thirteen. Uh, so sudden essence, we hit. Um, I think that kind of sticks out. But you look at these other guys, and there's just, I mean, moving down this board, I can see where it's it's you can hit the under. Cause there's just a lot of needs elsewhere, uh, with these teams. Um, you know, maybe you look at Minnesota, do they go wide receiver? I don't know. Um, the chargers at 21, do they, um, you know, Detroit, um, obviously they have a couple of needs now at, uh, at wide receiver, um, especially early in the season for those first six games, um, which are brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, so you kind of wonder, what do they do, do they go with a wide receiver? Um, you know, if, if I'm their GM, maybe I'm, I'm, you know, pounding the table for one of these guys, uh, you know, uh, you, you get Michael Mayer and uh, Jalen Carter in this draft, uh, which I think are two impactful players for them. However, Uh, certainly a need now for them at wide receiver. Uh, You know, do do they kind of look towards free agency? Maybe one of these guys that gets cut in in training camp or uh, in the, in the preseason. Um, We got, you got Jordan Addison and
1: and Zay flower still on the board here. So (laughs) I'd, I'd find a way to scoop one of those up.
0: You do um i i i think it's interesting um yeah i don't know what they do there um i mean you're all the way at pick 48 in the second round so i think these wide receivers are going to be off the board by then i think maybe you see a a run on wide receivers early in that second round if this is how the board plays out um so you know for them i don't know if they have the the capital to to move up um I mean, you have a couple second round picks in the third and then some later round picks. So I don't know, you know, if you can kind of put together a package to move up, if you want to put a package together to move up. Um, I mean, but they'll address, uh, they probably will address wide receiver at some point
1: in the draft. It doesn't, you know, I don't think it needs to be in the first round, you know, maybe it's second, maybe it's third.
0: Yeah. All right, Sean, we did it. Our second mock draft, uh, any final thoughts?
1: Um, you know, once again, we nailed it and that's exactly how it'll go. And, uh, no, no need for argument. Uh, however, there'll be plenty, plenty of need for argument after my, uh, after I post my mock draft tomorrow night, um, still working on that and waiting for, uh, every last, uh, rumor to, uh, hit the wire so I can, uh, try to get those guys in the right spot. I mean, uh, it it feels like, and maybe maybe we say this too often, but it, it definitely feels like we know less here. I mean, it's less than forty eight hours till till draft time. It feels like we know less about what's going to happen than we have in a long time. Um, you know, you just took Will Levis at one. Uh, I think that's the only position I, I I do expect to know is is Bryce Young. I mean, I've I think I've got a good educated guess on some other ones, but that's the only one I feel decent about, and maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. Um, it for, for being 48, 47 hours out, we we know nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. Uh, certainly looking forward to it. Can't wait for it. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll obviously have some analysis up uh, next week on the podcast as well as at the website, uh, nfldraftlaunch.com. Um, I'm Brian Lamb. You can find me on Twitter at Brian Lamb underscore ISN. Uh, All my content on NFLDraftLounge.com. And uh, give them your handle, Sean.
1: (laughs) At Sean Balzer. And uh, look out for that mock draft tomorrow night on NFL Draft
0: Lounge. All right. It's been a fun one. We'll uh, catch you next time on the podcast. Rate and review. Give us 5